Hello everybody, welcome to WRDG. We're going to take you to Tony Cavalier at Wiggle Farm. Where we're going to take you to Little Big of Wrestling. And first things first, we're going to take you to our weather. And that's for Tuesday at uh, 78 degrees and cloudy. What's the weather in Portland, Ohio? It's 53 degrees and clear in Portland. Okay. I asked her again what's the weather for Mars. And I already told you what the weather's going to be tomorrow. And I want to see she... What's the weather for Tuesday at Portland, Ohio? I asked her again. What's the weather for Tuesday at Portland, Ohio? All right, thank you about Thursday. What's the weather for Tuesday? Okay. I asked, asked her again. For Tuesday, what's the weather for Tuesday at Portland, Ohio? Thursday's forecast for Portland is 62 degrees and mostly sunny. Okay, I know Thursday be that. What's the weather for Tuesday at Portland, Ohio? What's the weather for Tuesday at Portland, Ohio? All right. I asked her again for Tuesday. What's the weather for Tuesday at Portland, Ohio? Tuesday's forecast for What's the weather for Tuesday at Portland, Ohio? Thursday's forecast for Portland is 62 degrees and mostly sunny. All right, it's 78 
degrees tomorrow. And, and see, she forgot and and we're going to take you the R C W.
The shattering ensued of all that wrought only darkness. The outer ring was broken. But by whom and why? We inhabit a fractured world, awaiting the arrival of the elder world. Unless, of course, thou shouldst take the crown. There was a lot of pressure on all the NBA players to kneel for the national anthem and to wear the Black Lives Matter t-shirt. We had a team meeting early on and, and I said, fellas, I'm not going to put that t-shirt on, I'm not going to kneel. My name is Jonathan Isaac and this is my story. I'm an NBA player for the Orlando Magic, a national best-selling author and the guy who decided to stand for the national anthem in the NBA bubble. I was born in Bronx, New York. Um, and my childhood was much like everyone else who was born in Bronx, New York. A bit crazy, a bit chaotic, but everyone around me shared the same things. We weren't as well off as everybody else around the world, but um, you know, we were okay. We had friends and fun and, and lots of cool experiences. Growing up, we loved basketball. Just just as a sport in general, I loved it more so like as an art. I would remember watching you know, the guys play basketball on the television and just falling in love with the movements and the flow of the game. And we got to play a bit after school at the rec center with my dad and my brothers. My dad was huge when I was younger. He was always present, uh, even though he had to work a tremendous amount. But he took us to school all the time, and he always had us in church. He was so big on character and integrity. Jack makes good whiskey. Red dirt makes good riding roads. Country makes good music. For kicking up dust in a tail light glow. Dry wood makes good fires. Good years make good swings. Sorry about that. Matter that was gonna take over. Matter song fest was and we will take you back to the wrestling. Thank you. 
away and again not having my dad there as a sounding board and now my mom is with even more overcome to make sure that we have everything that we need. It was just something that I started to contemplate in my own head. How do I have how do I get kids to like me? How do I fit in? And it wasn't until middle school that I really started to pick up basketball and I got on the team for the first time, organized basketball and I started to play that. But when I first started to play, I was just, I was so clumsy, I was tall, I was skinny, and I, uh, I was just really, really bad. And I got kicked off my first team with, with them not even telling me I got kicked off. They just stopped picking me up for practice. You know, th thinking back, there were so many days and nights that I would go to the park by myself and just dribble a basketball, have headphones on, and just say, I want to be great. And I would just work, 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 work. Nobody would know where I was at, and I was just at the park. And so there's, there's definitely a level of tenacity that goes into it and determination in needing to become great at anything. Making it to the NBA finally and being able to meet my teammates for the first time was every bit as horrifying as – I don't know if most people would see it that way, but for me it was for sure. Getting there and obviously hearing my name called by the commissioner was awesome. It was fun. Uh, but on the next day, I was in Orlando, uh, you know, working out for the team already. And it was something that was very, very nerve-wracking for me. But as great as it was, still having those feelings in the background, still struggling with anxiety, still struggling with if I don't play well, if I don't some, if I don't do something right, then everything that I've worked so hard to gain in terms of acceptance and love from other people, I'm going to lose. I was never at peace. I was never settled inside myself to love myself or think of myself as, or, or think of myself as anything great outside of basketball. Basketball is where all my value was founded. So I'm, I'm figuring out how to work all these things out um, you know, in my life in the NBA. And I, I'm getting onto an elevator one day. And this man stops me and says to me, I can tell you how to be great. And I said, tell me, how, tell me how I can be great. And he says, you have to know Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus, I know Jesus. I'm a Christian. I grew up Christian, but I, I didn't know Christ in a tangible way. And so that moment ends. And the next thing you know, I continue to see this man all over the place, in the parking lot, at the elevator, leaving the building, coming into the building, and I'm like, what the heck? And he would always ask me, do you want to grab lunch? And I'm like, yeah, we'll grab lunch, never. And then uh, I go to chapel service. So a chapel service in the NBA, you get like 60 minutes before the game, you go into chapel, and one of my teammates invites me. I'm like, sure, I'll go to chapel. I go to chapel, and the, the topic of the chapel is Luke 6.46. And it says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? That's the verse. And I started to just, you know, reflect on myself and say, you know what, that's me. I grew up in church. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I know God in some degree, but I don't care what he says about my life or how I'm supposed to live. And I feel like that, that verse was directed at me. And so I started to just say to myself, you know what, I'm going to find out if this thing is for real. Still, this guy, the same guy that I met, he invited me to church with him. And he's like, you got to come to church with me. I said, well, if you're cool, your pastor has to be cool. So we get to the church to introduce the pastor, and it's him. And uh, I get home that night, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way that all of this just happened by chance or by coincidence. And it was the first time in my life that I really felt seen, not, not just by him, but by God, that somebody was out there orchestrating all of this. And I felt this sense of peace and, and that somebody loved me outside of me. And that was something that I was searching for for so long. And so I was able to kind of take a step back and say, God, you are real. You really did show yourself to me, and, and, and I want a relationship with you. And so I remember the, the stories from youth group and how you have to say, Jesus, come into my heart and be Lord of my life. And so I, I did that on my bedside that night, and, and the rest is pretty much history. When I first got into the league, um, I, I was living my life. I was doing my thing, having fun, and, and getting a chance to experience everything that I thought the, the, the world had to offer and, and, and everything that I wanted. And so uh, a part of being a rookie in the league is, is you know, there are things that you got to do. The guys that tell you, oh, go, you got to 
pick up all of our bags. You got to go pick up Chick-fil-A for the team. You got to go pick up donuts. And one of the things that I was commissioned to do was when we got to a new city, you know, I get a text, you know, grab some, grab some condoms and, 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 and go drop it off to a player. And it was something that I was, I was comfortable doing. It wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to do. Um, but as I started to um, want God to be first in my life, as I started to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, and my life started to change just overnight. And I started saying, you know what? I want to do right by God. And that was one of the things that I, that I had to confront. And so what I started to do was just examine myself and say, you know what? I'm going to delete phone numbers. I'm going to unfollow people on Instagram. I'm going to start to go down the list of my life and kind of get things in order. I, I would say definitely trying your best to adhere to, um, to, to really to just live Jesus being first in your life is inconvenient in the world, you know, and in any way, but especially being in the NBA where there is that culture of, of, of access to excess and money and, and, and fame. Um, it is hard to lead a life that is truly devoted to Christ. And and the response was, you know, about as much as you expected it to be. Guys were well, weirded out a little bit about, you know, this this new Jonathan. And I, I picked up the nickname Baby Jesus pretty early on. Uh, but I, I think it is definitely going to be something where they come to respect the decisions that I've made and respect the music I've become. Around that time, something got formulated called the NBA bubble. And there was a lot of pressure on all the NBA players to kneel for the national anthem and to wear the black bag on the t-shirt. The shirt was just in your locker. We didn't have another option. So I decided to just go out there without a shirt on, without a warm-up on. You know, players and coaches and the entire organization had been talking about it for a few days before that. And we had a team meeting early on. And the guy said, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to kneel. And it turned into a team-only meeting. And one of my teammates turned towards me and says, Jonathan, what are you going to do? And I said, fellas, I'm not going to put that t-shirt on. I'm not going to kneel. And, uh, you know, chaos broke out. And, oh, my gosh, this is going to be crazy. You know, it's going to be everywhere. Uh, but but I, I knew what I was saying for was good. I knew I believed that the, the gospel was going to be real to the world. And all of us saying that we all fall short of God's glory. And that if we're throwing stones at anybody else, that we're going to color at an individual. We're throwing stones at a glass house because we need to We all need to pray. And so uh, we get to that day. And the night before, I'm on the phone with my pastor. I'm telling him, I don't know if you understand how crazy this is going to be.
going to be the gospel of Jesus Christ, the thing that truly transforms hearts because it's transformed mine. And so I, I wanted to be an individual and say, you know what, this is what I believe and I respect you for your belief, but this is what I believe and I believe that I have the right and the, the need to say it. I do not regret any of the decisions and choices that I've made because I knew why I was doing it. I knew that it wasn't necessarily just about me, but about giving people courage and inspiration to stand on what they believe in as well. I, I, I've enjoyed the, the man that I've talked to. Wrapping up, Ron. What? Wrap it up. It's 1230. I'm okay. Uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to keep this tape rolling, and we'll be right back after this message. Uh, time me to go, and, and we'll keep the tapes rolling on as we can, and we'll do it, do it tomorrow. Play part two of it tomorrow. We'll keep the tapes rolling.
what's wrong. <clears throat> Nothing. I was just going to close this up for you and get your headset off for you. I did so much. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't know you were still doing it. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get my pewter this week. I am trying. <laughs> 